You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 294. and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. This week's song, Dead Man Walking by Jason Gray, reminds us of a very important truth in Scripture. But don't take my word for it. I'm going to let the word speak for itself. So before we dive into Scripture, let's listen. going to follow the bite of exploring a topic. Now, bite is short for Bible Interaction Tool Exercises, B-I-T-E. And these are the exercises I use to keep my time in God's Word varied and effective. I don't use all the bites every time. For example, most of my episodes guide you to explore larger chunks of Scripture, whereas when we use a topic to inspire us, it might lead us around Scripture a bit, okay? And I don't use the same bites every time, although I do have my favorite go-tos, right? My longtime listeners will know my favorite bite is reading in context. But I want to explore this idea uh, put front and center, really, by our song, where Jeremy Camp... I just want to ask the question, where does Jeremy Camp get the idea that he was a dead man walking until he was a man walking with Christ, which is what our lyrics say? Well, he gets it straight from Scripture. Ephesians 2 says, you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. Dead men walking, walking around in the flesh, but spiritually dead is what he's talking about. So let's go ahead and read this idea in context. Again, my favorite way to read in context is generally to read the chapter before and the chapter where our focus verses are and the chapter after. And if it's a short letter like Ephesians, generally the whole book. And please, by all means, do that this week. But for the purposes of the podcast today, we're just going to read the context around these verses. So we're going to start in verse 1 of Ephesians chapter 2. And it says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved." 
and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of work, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I just get excited reading it. (laughs) So we focused in on this section of scripture not too long ago, back in episode 278. So hopefully you've spent recent, in recent time, you've spent some time in this scripture and you're ready to process it in a new way. But even if it's the first time you've ever heard that scripture read, um, it's okay. So that you've got to start where you are. But the joy of God's holy word is that it is living and active and it can be new and fresh every time we interact with it. You can spend a lifetime searching out truths without mastery. Now, that shouldn't defeat you. It should inspire you. It will never get old to interact with God's word. There's always something new to discover. And so that's what I hope you walk away with. But this week, when we look at it, I want to zero in on the comparison and the contrast of death and life. Compare and contrast. That's another bite. Uh, And this time, I'm going to go ahead and pair this bite of compare and contrast with the bite of making a list. I love lists. I mean, it helps me process longer sections of scripture and kind of puts it in an order that my brain uh, can process it. So let's make a list of what we were like when we were dead in our trespasses and sins. Well, first off, and, and straight here from scripture. So first off, we walked in them, our transgressions and our sins. We walked in them. And that meant that we were following the course of the world. It's what will be normal this walking in trespasses and sins. It's the course of the world. If you look around, don't, and you're going to compare yourself to, to everyone else, uh, when you're walking in trespasses and sins, you look normal. <laughs> so if you use the bite of reading in a variety of translations, you will see it said, uh, uh, instead of the course of the world, you'll see it just like the rest of the world, or walking around the ways of the world, or the world's present path. So we're walking, uh, we're following the course of the world. We're following the prince of the power of the air. We were sons of disobedience. We lived in the passions of our flesh. We carried out the desires of our bodies and minds that had not yet been renewed, by the way. And by nature, we were children of wrath. That's what scripture says it looks like when you're walking around Dead men walking in our trespasses and sins. Now, in contrast, when we are made alive together with Christ by God, we are saved by grace, raised up with Christ, seated with Christ in the heavenly places, and walking in the good works God prepared in advance for us to do. So a completely different path, right? And Paul teaches the Colossians about the same thing. There's a large section I want to read to you out of chapter 2 because I want you to compare those two sections. Um, it's same author or same, you know, same same author. God is the same author. Uh, same author as the Apostle Paul writing to two different communities. And so they might have had two different needs if you're considering the historical context. But I'm going to start in verse 6 of chapter 2. It says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him 
him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith, in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead, and you who were dead in your trespasses, there's that phrase again, and the uncircumcised of your flesh, what happened? God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in it. I'm triumphing over them in him. All right. In this case, He is highlighting, Paul is highlighting what it looks like to be in Christ, a clear contrast of walking in trespasses and sins that he lists out in Ephesians. Here we see that phrase, therefore, as you received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk in him. And so what does that look like? When I make my list, I find things like rooted and built up in Christ, established in the faith abounding in thanksgiving. These are great verbs, rooted, established, abounding, avoiding being taken captive by the elemental spirits of the world. Where have we seen that before? The ways of the world, right? They're still at work, but we are walking with Christ, but we're still at risk of being taken captive to their ways, according to Paul here. Um, We are spiritually circumcised. We are buried through baptism. We talk a lot about that in episode 275, if you want to check that out. We are raised with Christ through faith. We are forgiven of all our trespasses. Our record of debt has been canceled. And the rulers that once ruled us, that we used to follow, they are completely disarmed by Christ. They are put to open shame, and Christ is triumphant over them. That's cool. All right. So just by examining these two sections of scripture, we can clearly see that we were dead and a little of what that looked like. We also listed and can ponder what being alive in Christ means. And I want you to be able to do this on your own. We've covered a lot of ground here. It's two large chunks of scripture. Don't just listen to the podcast, check it off your list and move on. I'm hoping that this will inspire you to read in these two sections yourself. Make your own lists, really slow down and look at it. That Even as I'm looking over my notes now, that word walking and walk and walk and walk, it keeps coming up. So you might uh, circle that every time you see it in your scripture interact with God's word. I'm, I'm hoping this is a jumping off point for you to do it for yourself. Uh, but my one, so again, we've examined what it, a little bit of what it looks like to be dead or walking in our trespasses and sins, what it's looked like to be alive in Christ, walking with Christ. But my question at this point is who did it? Who made us alive? Did you catch it? Ephesians 2, 4 says, but God made us alive together with Christ. There's a lot of Uh, verbiage in between but the but God and the made us alive but that's who did it and Colossians 2 13 says God made us alive together with him and so bringing dead things back to life is known as resurrection but in this case it's spiritual death to spiritual life 
And well, the theological term for that is regeneration. And uh, Jesus actually talks about this in a discussion with a rabbi named Nicodemus, and he calls it being born again. And so let's go over to John chapter three in verse three and see what Jesus has to say about it. Uh, Jesus answered him and the him here is Nicodemus. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. So in this section, you see God must give us new life. We must be born again to be able to even see the kingdom of God much less respond to the call of the Lord to follow him. All right. In John chapter one, Jesus is described as the true light. In verse nine, it says the true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So how does he describe those who believed in his name? He says they were born, not of the blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Born of God. Human will does not bring about this new birth. Only God does. Now we are dead men walking until we are made alive. So who makes us alive? Again, scripture makes it clear. Only God. First Peter 1, 3 says, um, to, reminds us to give God the glory due. It says, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He has caused us to do this. And this was a plan all along, by the way. God prophesied through Ezekiel in chapter 36, verse 26. You see, I will give you a new heart, God is telling us, and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. So instead of walking in our trespasses and sins, now we're walking in the statutes of our merciful God, but not through our, our own will, meaning we didn't do it. <laughs> the will of God did it. It's through the will of God who gives us a new heart and a new spirit, filling us with his spirit. And it's a great gift. And if you're wondering how this happens, join the club. Even Jesus said it was supposed to be mysterious. How did he put it? The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound and you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. How did Paul say it? And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. Nope, it was all God. And why? Because of his great love and mercy, 
because for his glory, keep looking. You can make your own observations in the scriptures that we've been looking at today and see some reasons why. And I have one more thing that stands out to me. When Jesus was talking to Nicodemus about being born again, first he said that unless you're born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And then he goes on to say that unless you're born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. It uses two different words there. And Paul echoes this sentiment in 1 Corinthians 2.14. He says, the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. Right? So that kind of echoes that idea that in, unless you have the spirit of God, which you can't just go pick off off the shelf. God gives it to you. Uh, you can't even see the kingdom of God. You can't understand it. If you can't even see it, how can you enter it? And in John 6, 60, 6 65, easy for me to say, Jesus says, he went on to say, uh, Jesus went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the father has enabled them. And so we need God to do this miraculous work within us, this new birth, this regeneration, this making us alive so that we can respond to him in faith and owe the beauty of a life filled with his spirit, walking in his ways, forgiven and free. So what's next? We'll explore Ephesians and Colossians with this eye out for evidence that we were dead men walking before God stepped in and gave us new life. Really ponder this idea that it is God that makes us alive in Christ. And then lift your head, your hands, and your heart in worship to our merciful God who rescued you from the ways of this world, that you may walk in newness of life. And if this is the first time that you've ever considered it, and all of a sudden, now God, you can see what I'm talking about, and you've never responded, respond in faith. And just receive and believe, as scripture has said, to those who received him and believed him, he gave the right to become children of God. What are you waiting for? And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneezat.com. Hop on Twitter at michellekneezat or Instagram at michellekneezat. My Facebook page, my public page is Michelle L. Nizat, and we can talk about what you're learning. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank any new subscribers who have subscribed recently, like Claire from Australia, Elizabeth from Louisiana, Shannon from Ohio, Darla from California, Paul from Michigan, Tim from Idaho, and Adam from Pennsylvania welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website will benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast. It's a great place to start. And subscribers will also benefit from an email that I send once a week. In that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, tablet, desktop, or you can print it out. You get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to any of the extra resources that I create for my episodes from time to time. And all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneezat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Uh, This not only encourages me, but helps me stay visible to new listeners. And as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like JS dwells in me who writes, I just tuned in and loved what I heard. I've struggled staying in the word, and this is just what I need to break through that struggle. 
thank you so much for your podcast. They are a blessing to me. Well, those words are a blessing to me and they're music to my ears. It is my heart that all of you are inspired to read God's word for yourself. And of course, you can listen to the podcast through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or through Stitcher Radio or your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. Next week, I will be using the song Always by Christian Stanfield to lead us to scripture. This was a request by my listener, Peyton. And if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 294. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.